0: Welcome to the First Lady Nutrition podcast. Anne-Louise Gittleman is a New York Times bestselling author and visionary who has written over 37 books spanning four decades on nutrition and healthy living. For more information, check out annelouise.com. This episode of First Lady Nutrition podcast is brought to you by Purity Coffee. Anne-Louise recommends Purity Coffee because of their proprietary roasting method, which gives Purity 65% higher levels of antioxidants than any other organic coffees. Go to puritycoffee.com and enter coupon code ALG25 for 25% off your first order. And now your host, nutrition, diet, detox, and environmental visionary and the first lady of nutrition, Ann Louise Gittleman.
1: Hi, everyone. Ann Louise Gittleman here today with a guest who is a board-certified cardiologist, a bar-certified attorney and a fearless supporter of vitamin c he's been inducted into the orthomolecular medicine hall of fame in 2016. it is my pleasure to welcome dr thomas levy how did you get involved with vitamin c pray tell
2: well that's all the fault of dr hal huggins about
1: our mutual our mutual friend
2: 30 30 plus years ago and We had just gotten to know each other incidentally at some conference they had in Colorado Springs and he asked me to come by and see what he was doing at his clinic. And so I did exactly that and I saw things that modern medicine told me didn't exist. People with various conditions responding in incredibly positive ways including stuff that's not supposed to respond like multiple sclerosis and alzheimer's even Lou Gehrig's disease Uh, you go down the line all the different autoimmune diseases but anyway what got me onto vitamin c so profoundly was I was at the clinic when oh a little old decrepit poor lady just in her wheelchair was getting some dental revision and she was getting oh extractions and it's just an incredibly large amount of dental work over the course of several hours. And at the end of it, she was getting more and more and more energetic, very noticeably <laughs> so. And I said, what the heck is going on here? And she was even asking her caregiver to find a great restaurant for them to go out and eat that night. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and Hal walked into the room and I said, what's going on here, Hal? And he pointed at the IV. I said, OK, she's got an IV. Big deal. And he said, well, it's what's in the IV that counts. I said, okay, I'll bite, pal. What's in it? And he said, 50 grams, that's 50,000 milligrams, 50 grams of vitamin C. And I just never heard of anything like that at all. And of course, if you look at the medical textbooks, there's no mention of it at all. So uh, there was no way to have stumbled across that type of information uh, by practicing, shall we say, standard medicine. But- When I saw what was happening, when I saw something that didn't make sense to me, it was literally at that moment in time that I said, well, I'm not sure what's going on here, but I need to research it and figure it out. And oh, probably about six years later, I came out with my first book, Curing the Incurable. So
1: is all vitamin C created equal is my next question.
2: Well, Vitamin C is a molecule, and it really doesn't matter if it comes out of food or if it comes out of the laboratory. When it's purified, it's the same same thing. Now, that said, I'm not putting down a good diet, and I'm not saying that eating a healthy food that contains vitamin C doesn't have other antioxidant substances in it that's going to be even better for you. But they're not required for vitamin C to be vitamin C. This whole thing about vitamin C complex, pardon my language, it's hogwash, okay? You're pardoned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, vitamin C has been documented in the literature over the last 80 years to do everything under the sun for different diseases, infections, toxin exposures, and it's done it by itself as, a, as ascorbate, either in the form of hydrogen ascorbate, which is ascorbic acid, or sodium ascorbate. Now, again, I would repeat, these vitamin C complexes, they would have you to believe that vitamin C doesn't even work unless you take it with vitamin P and some other nonsense they talk about. (laughs) And I gotta believe that that's just because they want to sell a product. That said, if somebody wants to spend the extra money to get all that together, it's a good product. It's just that nobody needs to be put out so far financially, to get the benefits of high-dose vitamin C therapy.
1: Well, what about this liposomal? What's that all about?
2: Well, that's a big bugaboo there, because true liposomal vitamin C is phenomenal. And I've been a consultant to the Live On Labs for about 16 years now, just about a year after they started. And it was only because they gave me some of their product, and I saw things that, again, just took, me out, of, took me, out of, me out of left field that didn't seem to be possible. And then I researched liposomes, and I said, wow, this is really fantastic stuff. It gets the vitamin C better inside your cell, taken orally, than if you take it intravenously. Because if you take it intravenously, you have to consume energy to get it inside the cells Whereas when you take the liposomes orally, there are little delivery mechanisms that get inside the cell without the consumption of energy. Now, the bugaboo I'm talking about is Live On Labs was so rapidly successful and has grown so big, there are now countless worthless quote-unquote liposomal supplements out there. Uh, for a while, they they tested them all and they didn't have any liposomes in it. And so many people came out with it, they just got tired of trying to document the fraud that was in every product. The thing that lets them get away with it, though, Anne Louise, is that if you take vitamin C, most of the time you're going to get better. So these other quote unquote liposome products, they didn't have liposomes in them, but they had vitamin C in them. So many people would still be well served with that product. The real tragedy, though, is the liposomes are especially important for a critically ill patient. And that's where the tragedy comes, when this critically ill patient thinks they're getting the optimal delivery of vitamin C inside their body, and they're not. But uh, but for the most part, these people don't get hurt because <clears throat> you put vitamin C in anything, it's going to help you out, just exactly. not to the degree that the, that the true liposomes and are there liposomes other than live-ons out there? Maybe. Not that I would trust at this point in time. So I, I hardly support liposomes with an asterisk, asterisk no, which I is it. Just, just live-on labs.
1: So would the liposomal see from live-on labs go through the blood-brain barrier?
2: Oh, yeah, it goes everywhere in the body. Yeah, no problem at all.
1: So it can be absorbed right into the brain, affecting microvascular
2: issues? Everywhere. Everywhere. No, it's uh, I've well, one particular, I'll give you an anecdote if you will.
1: Please. Quite a
2: few years back, my my wife got an infection on her cheek and I was out of town and she, it was getting worse and worse. She had seen the physician. She was on maximal multi-antibiotic therapy already. It was getting worse and worse and worse. And i was in puerto rico as a matter of fact so she sent me a picture on her cell phone and her eye was swollen shut and i said my god i gotta get back there and give you iv vitamin c i said but it's morning here and there's not going to be another flight back to the states to where i need to go for 24 hours so i said so in the meantime you've got the liposome c i said start taking five packets five grams every hour or two until you've gone through a couple boxes, and then first thing in the morning, send me another picture of your eye. And the next morning, picture of her eye, there was a little slit. It started opening again. So I said, okay, we got on top of it. But the point I'd like to make there is the liposome C started resolving it, whereas optimal high-dose antibiotic therapy wasn't touching.
0: The First Lady of Nutrition podcast is brought to you by Purity Coffee with 65% higher levels of antioxidants than other organic coffees. Purity Coffee uses third-party labs to test for pesticides, mold, mycotoxins, and heavy metals. Purity Coffee also uses a proprietary roasting protocol that retains high levels of bioactive compounds and that have been linked to specific health benefits and is especially supportive of the heart and liver, which Anne Louise writes about in Radical Metabolism and Radical Longevity. Go to puritycoffee.com and enter a coupon code ALG25 for 25% off your first order. That's puritycoffee.com and enter a coupon code ALG25 for 25% off your first order. And now back to the podcast.
1: What other types of disorders can high liposomal C work with, treat, cure, call it whatever you will? Give me the unique role of vitamin C in some of the progressive diseases.
2: Well, I suppose you could say it's a unique role. the unique role of vitamin C is that it cures many things and makes everything better. Now, that may seem like an overly sweeping statement to a lot of people until you understand that all disease, 100 percent of disease and medical conditions in the body, have to do with the focal, antioxidant, prooxidant balance in that area of the tissue the more it goes toward pro-oxidant, which is toxin, which is produced by pathogens and other sources that produces disease. When you can get enough vitamin C into that area so that the antioxidant, pro-oxidant balance starts to normalize or even temporarily go beyond normal into predominantly antioxidant, you get prompt resolution of symptoms. And in less the disease you're treating has already caused a lot of secondary physical damage, you can look forward to getting getting resolution. Now, the problem with a lot of chronic diseases these days, and this is something I wrote about uh, in my last book, is that literally all chronic diseases are made chronic because in the tissue that's affected, There's a greater influx or exposure to new toxins on a daily basis and to antioxidants. And this is because there's a chronic pathogen colonization, usually spread from the mouth, but there can be other other sources of exposure too, like a leaky gut. And once those pathogens start not infecting, but colonizing, you know, infection is like really fast, really big. Colonizing is just a low grade, go, go get in your deck chair and sit on the sun and enjoy yourself and stay alive. That's colonization. And when these chronic pathogens colonize these tissues, they produce a nonstop steady stream in situ at the spot where the disease is of new toxins on a daily basis. There's nothing that produces the volume and severity of toxins as any sort of chronic pathogen colonization. So vitamin C will help those, but will rarely resolve that until you undergo a really intensive biooxidative protocol uh, that also strips away biofilms that protect these colonizations. And when you can get to that, you actually have uh, a reasonable shot at completely resolving or shall we say curing. Uh, a number of different chronic diseases that are considered untouchable.
1: So where do we find that protocol, Dr. Levy? Uh,
2: well, it, it's in my book, Rapid Virus Recovery. And, uh, and thank, I,
1: you, thank you, thank you. That's what I wanted you to say. How do we get that wonderful new book?
2: The uh, get a free download. I mean, um, <clears throat> Amazon took it off about six months ago after being on for a year. <laughs> you can only imagine why.
1: Yes. Because and- it was
2: primarily directed at talking about hydrogen peroxide nebulization as a phenomenal intervention for COVID and other respiratory viruses, but uh, you can get the free download, and it's uh, uh, rvr.medfoxpub.com, rvrmedfoxpub.com, and it's also available in Spanish on the download, too. And if you want a physical copy, well, you just need to go online and either go to my website, peakenergy.com, or go to Barnes and Noble. Uh, All the other booksellers uh, still carry it, even though the powers that be told Amazon to chop it. So what do we need
1: to know about long-term COVID if we might move into that arena? Anything else besides high vitamin C in the liposomal form?
2: No, that's a critical part with, with um, and this is where I was saying, I've put together protocols with Dr. Ron Honeyhack of the Reardon Clinic, and I, I did another one of these podcasts a couple months ago, and I was so flooded with emails, it became readily apparent to me how incredibly numerous these desperate people are in the, across the country that supposedly got over their COVID, but have never come back to normal they're not working, <laughs> they're not eating, they very have headaches. Sad, they very sad, got...
1: very sad situation. Every...
2: I mean, I just saw an article that said there's like 40 million people in this particular condition right now. But anyway, the focus is in the book. And the thing is, the concept is, at least as far as we know right now, I say that because this is rapidly evolving. I mean, I could run across more information a month from now, but so far what I'm going to tell you seems to be holding true up to this point in time until we get further clarifications. And that is long haul or chronic COVID and also symptomatology after having had a COVID vaccine appear to be persistence of the spike protein. The spike protein comes from the coronavirus. It's highly toxic, but the sad, unfortunate, and maybe shall I say diabolical thing about this is it's Mm -hmm. a toxin that can replicate itself. So it's not like you just get a big dose of mercury and that's it. You get, you get a toxin that you can neutralize on a daily basis, but appears to continue to maintain a presence. Now, there might be some people that can get rid of it, but everybody should approach this as a toxin they're going to be shackled with for life. Maybe they won't, but that's how they should approach it. Ooh. And the approach is bio-oxidative therapies. Uh, High-dose vitamin C, hydrogen peroxide, ozone, uh, ultraviolet blood irradiation, and uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy.
1: Yay, my now, very favorite. Thank you for mentioning that.
2: And and the thing about the hydrogen peroxide nebulization, uh, the also intravenous hydrogen peroxide is very important for initially getting on top of any viral, chronic viral presence is many of these chronic COVID patients continue to have uh, coronavirus uh, in their stool. So it's just along with all the other pathogens just smoldering in your gut. Well, how do you get rid of that? Well, even though the book was aiming at trying to eradicate acute COVID by knocking it out in the nasopharynx, nose, throat, Uh, throat) and it does do that very well when you stick with it and do the right protocol. Bottom line is most people obviously still don't know about that protocol, number one. And number two, I would estimate close to 100% of people that have chronic COVID just took pain relievers fluids rest this out of the other like you would do to get over the flu or get over the cold but problem is like i just said we're talking about a persistent spike protein something that can reproduce itself so you have to start even though your nose and throat may feel perfect even though you're miserable you need to start with a vigorous sequence of hydrogen peroxide nematizations to not only clear anything, including the biofilms uh, in your nose and throat out, but to stop you from swallowing the colonizing COVID on a daily basis. That's what causes so much gut problems. And this is talked about in the book too, is because people get a cold or the flu and they get over it. And what they don't realize is they now have a chronic pathogen colonization of the pathogens that cause that acute viral syndrome for life until they go in with a specific biofilm stripping therapy. And no antibiotic has that ability. I mean, things like, things like uh, uh, hydrogen peroxide, uh, even DMSO, other sort of things can quickly strip off biofilm. And then it's easy then to, assuming you do the right sort of uh, nebulizations than to eradicate the underlying pathogens and stop seeding your gut 24-7. Uh, it's kind of interesting because when I first worked with nebulization, it was like back in 2017 when I was writing my book on magnesium, didn't know anything obviously about the oncoming pandemic, but I saw that colds and flu would resolve very quickly. And the first time that I got so bold uh, I'm my biggest experimental guinea pig. The first time I got so bold as he just nebulized the 3% hydrogen peroxide straight up for I forget how many minutes what hit me like a ton of bricks, San Louise, was the next morning and this was like, I'm going to say I was 67 years old at the time, something like that I had the most incredible without going into too much detail the most incredible, well formed satisfying bowel movement of my life. Oh my gosh. And I said, what on earth is going on here? And that's how quick knocking out the bad bugs for me. I'm not gonna say that's gonna apply to everybody. Although I have had a lot of feedback from people that have had similar experiences. So I later found out that the lining cells of the gut that determine what gets absorbed and what leaks if it's not healthy those cells turn over every three to five days. So you effectively have a new gut lining less than every week or so. So when you can knock out the bad bugs and stop them re-poisoning, re-intoxicating new cells, you can get a tremendous recovery of bowel function very quickly. I've had feedback from a number of people that had years of irritable bowel syndrome disappear after a week of the nebulization. So it's a major part of, shall I dare I say, the vast majority of bowel disorders is wow. swallowing the chronic pathogen colonization that nearly everybody has if they've ever had a cold or flu and never taken a biofilm stripping and pathogen-killing measure.
1: So you use a 3% hydrogen peroxide?
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I start with. So, you know, I, I go into detail in that. I mean, some people... Everybody's sensitive, you know, so I say, well, you dilute it down. Dilute it down to, 12, to where it's, if not pleasant, easily tolerable. But I, I find it pleasant because the other thing about peroxide nebulization is it's a poor man's nasal cannula. You, when you start uh, nebulizing 3% hydrogen peroxide, uh, your pulse oximeter reading will shoot up two to three points within a couple minutes. So... It's a tremendous source of getting oxygen into your body in addition to everything else good that it does.
1: Hi, my friends. Before I go any further, let me take a moment to, to acknowledge my sponsor, Uniki Health at unikeyhealth.com, which is your universal key to health since 1992. I have been a spokesperson for this company for over 30 years. They're the home of all my weight loss plans, the fat Lasting Bio Builder, which has been featured in national magazines. They also carry the ultimate brain support and the magnesium multitasker. So whether it's weight loss, internal cleansing, or just targeted health support, go to UnikiHealth.com. Tell them Ann Louise sent you. What other books have you written? I'm familiar with one on vitamin C, but tell my listeners what you've done in your very illustrious career.
2: Let's see. There's Curing the Incurable, I wrote with Dr. Huggins. Which is about... Which no, is not about, Curing the Incurable. I'm sorry. Uninformed Consent, which I wrote with Dr. Huggins. And what
1: is that about in three sentences or less?
2: Well, that's about the... Mainly it was a big concentration on mercury toxicity in, in the mouth, okay? So that was... Uh, the nastiness of mercury amalgam fillings. And then came Curing the Incurable, which was the vitamin C book, Uh, Optimal Nutrition for Optimal Health, Uh, a book on glutathione, a book on Stop America's Number One Killer, which shows that atherosclerosis is just focal scurvy and chronic pathogen colonization of the coronary arteries, and uh, magnesium, Reversing disease, hidden epidemic, showing that virtually all heart disease comes from infected teeth, even if your teeth don't hurt. And the importance of getting a 3D cone beam examination, if you have any kind of condition at all, Mm
0: -hmm. much
2: less heart or breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, death by calcium and rapid virus recovery and primal panacea. I think that covers them.
1: Wow, so tell me about your feeling about glutathione. I just had a glutathione iV two thousand milligrams.
2: See, about- you know, it's great. It's great uh, except one thing one thing that needs to be understood about taking glutathione iV is that within a minute or two the proteases in your blood break the break the tripeptide down into its different amino acids. So it ends up effectively being which is good, a highly dosed infusion of the three separate amino acids that make up glutathione. glutathione.
1: And we know that's
2: beneficial because they have Parkinson's patients who who start uh, trembling less after they get a good glutathione infusion. So I'm not disparaging the infusion. I'm just saying it's not the most direct pathway toward getting glutathione intact inside your cells. Wait, what in is that most- regard... I, I don't mean to sound like I'm advertising, but no, Live or- On Labs Live on Labs has a lipoglutathione as well.
1: And how potent is it?
2: Well, I can only say clinically. Clinically, it's very potent. Uh, but I don't have the experience with it that I have with the liposol vitamin C, but I know it's an excellent adjunct. Uh, I remember in the past when my mother got something that seemed like a little acute food poisoning. Wow, a couple of packages of glutathione and she was fine in a half an hour to 45 minutes. So I was impressed. How
1: does all this taste, Dr. Levy, your, li- your <laughs> liposomal C and the liposomal glutathione?
2: Well, it's not a taste that I like. The, the vitamin C is just like a vegetable oil. The glutathione is much more negatively potent. But and I don't, I, I, I should talk more to a on because they don't emphasize this enough. A lot of people, they're not bothered by it. So they just put the packet up there and they strip it into their mouth. I would never do that. The thing is though, you just put a tiny amount of water in a glass and then you squeeze the packet into it. It's not going to dissolve. It's like oil and water. And you just swirl that around and then you take it like a shot. No big deal. And if that still has too much taste for you, You do the same thing in a little orange juice or tomato juice, and there's absolutely zero taste at all. So it can be mixed in a juice. Sure. Uh, Well, like I said, don't do anything like add it to a blender or anything like that, because that there's a good chance that could disrupt the life of some. So we're just talking about dropping it into some liquid and just swirling the glass. You're not trying to dissolve anything. You're just putting in a shape so you could uh, knock it down like... I guess we all did when we were in college, huh?
1: Yeah, some of us did. <laughs> some of us did. All <laughs> of us did.
2: <laughs>
1: so what do you do on a daily basis? Uh,
2: well, I go into this in one of my articles. I've, I had really bad COVID in January, and I only got out of it because I basically ended up realizing I was adrenally insufficient and started taking a good dose of cortisol along with my vitamin C. And then not only did I get over that, but then I started and has since maintained the best health of my life over the last seven or eight months. Now, so as a result of that, it, I'm not recommending this for everybody. Most people will benefit from cortisol because most people are adrenally insufficient. And I can go into that in more detail later. So I'm now on 20 milligrams of cortisol, and then I take like three packets of the lipo-C a day, two um, packets um, of the um, Lipo Magnesium a day, and then, and then my big four, which is uh, vitamin K, magnesium, vitamin D, and olive leaf extract, which helps a lot of people start making their own vitamin C.
1: So you do this on a daily basis?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you came down with a cold or something,
2: what would you do with the C? Well, now this is something that the, the only downside of what I'm going to tell you is people need a prescription to get cortisol. So my apologies for modern medicine making stuff difficult. But when you start coming down with a cold, and this is covered in William Jeffrey's book, Safe Uses of Cortisol. When you start coming down with a cold, by definition... The fact that you're going into that state means you're vitamin C and cortisol deficient. I mean, one defines the other. So, if on my maintenance I still see something, actually, I was a little aggravated this morning, and I, I just take an extra dose of the cortisol, extra dose of the vitamin C, and if I'm not well in two or three hours, then I repeat it a third time during the day, and I'm fine. But the it's, cortisol
1: the cortisol you take is a
2: hydrocortisol? Hydro, only hydrocortisol, which is cortisol. I am not talking about prednisol, methylprednisolone, yes, uh, I just solumedrol, any of those things.
1: Thank you. Those
2: are all, those are all pharmacological monsters that are going to mess you up. Here I'm talking about, and it always comes up, I guess as it should, we've all been so hammered by by propaganda on corticosteroids is when you're dosing cortisol in this fashion, you're not taking it in excess, you're taking what your body is deficient in. So it's no different than if you're low in testosterone, taking testosterone, if you're low in estrogen, taking estrogen. Hormone replacement has nothing to do with hormone excess. All the other corticosteroids, in addition to being different substances, with a few little different properties, they'll be taken at astronomically high doses. And yes, then you start to get a whole host of side effects. What what would happen to you if you took too much testosterone chronically? Well, you'd become Arnold Schwarzenegger, I guess, (laughs) and a lot of other bad things. Uh, or, Or too much estrogen. Then you get breast cancer. So, yeah, hormones can hurt you just as much as they can help you, But the thing is, is you can't shy away from properly diagnosing your situation and making sure that you or your patient, as the case may be, is as close to a normal level of a hormone on a regular basis.
1: Interesting. And where do we find out more about you and your philosophy, Dr. Thomas Levy?
2: All these, all these articles uh, are on the Orthomolecular Medicine News Service. What I can do af- after I hang up with you, uh, Anne Louise, is I can, uh, I can give you a link that's got all the different. I can give you an email that's got all the links on there.
1: I want everybody to be able to access. What are you up to now in our last few minutes? What are you doing with
2: yourself? Well, I'm starting my fourteenth book, and it's going to be on vitamin C plus cortisol. See What I didn't emphasize before is, I'm going to tell you that it's my opinion, assertion and conclusion based on clinical experiences and the literature that I've gone through is that the primary role of cortisol is to push vitamin C inside your cells. What we should be doing every time we have a huge toxin or a huge stress is our liver should be making vitamin C, which it doesn't. We lost the enzyme. And our, lip, and our uh, adrenals should be making cortisol, which it does. But so in the capacitated human, you just get a big shot of cortisol, but no vitamin C. That's your natural reaction. If you didn't, hadn't lost the enzyme, is all the stresses that you deal with would be dealt with by a combined spontaneous secretion of vitamin C and cortisol in your blood. And boy, once, once you see what these two things do together, uh, it's very apparent how powerful that combination is.
1: But how do uh, we get our hands on hydrocortisol? Do you need a script?
2: Yes, you need a script. So the, I, I'm, I'm gradually doing more conferences and talking about this I mean, put it this way too, if, for example, if a lot of, a lot of the links I'm going to send you have this information in it, and if you have an integrative physician who's not scared of his or her shadow, uh-huh. and wants to ask me a few questions, you know, I'll, I'll field the questions and I'll try to put their mind at ease, is that using cortisol like this is no different than giving testosterone to some 50-year-old that hardly has a measurable level in his body.
1: But we do have to get tested for it, don't we? Is it a saliva
2: test? No, use? Not, no, 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 not really. Not really. Um, like I said, when you get an infection, you are low in vitamin C and cortisol. Okay. Uh, Dr. Jeffries in his book talked about a young lady who is completely dependent on adrenally uh, insufficient Addison's disease. And she'd been on a dose of cortisol no um, no vitamin C obviously, they didn't realize that, but just the cortisol, it felt great for like over two years. And during that period of time, all the different family members would get the cold or get the flu or get this or get that. And she got tired of taking the cortisol. So she asked Dr. Jeffries, can we get me off of this? He said, okay, well, well we can try. And 24 hours after she took her last dose of cortisol, she just came down with the flu like a rock.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: It's, it's, we always have pathogens waiting to spring. It's the soil, as they say, we got to keep the soil healthy or, or unhealthy for the pathogens. This case may be uh, because the pathogens are always there. Now you can have a healthy terrain, if you will. And if you get exposed to an astronomical amount of pathogens, then you can still get an infection. But I got to repeat, once you get the infection, it's because you no longer have enough vitamin C and cortisol on board in your body to deal with it.
1: And this is a, this is a micro dose of cortisol, am I correct?
2: Well, micro doses work very well for a lot of people. Uh, if, you, if you're completely adrenally insufficient, called Addison's disease, that can be on the order of 35 to 40 milligrams a day, regular, regular, regular. Um, So 20 milligrams is a stout dose, but not an astronomical. And many people, because like I said, when you read the paper that I wrote about myself, you can see to one degree or another, I've been horribly ill with adrenal insufficiency for most of my life, but didn't realize. So I'm sort of an extreme case. My 20 milligrams would probably be too high for most people. And most people would do well on five or 7.5 or 10 milligrams. It's simply what I said. It's simply empirical. The thing is, is, The reason physicians don't mess with cortisol is because it's a pain in the neck, measuring all the levels, then measuring your uh, ACTH stimulation level, and then when you get all the results, still not knowing what to do with it. And so you just need to identify the clinical situations that you want to avoid. And it's really very simple. You keep somebody away from having an infection. I mean, I can't prove this, but I personally feel like there have been two or three more times where. A viral infection, maybe another COVID, was coming on, and boom! I didn't, uh, I didn't take ozone or hydrogen peroxide or anything. I just took my vitamin C and my cortisol, and I was fine in a couple hours. What? A,
1: wow! This is a great place to leave our listeners. So, this is when is this book coming out,
2: Doctor Levy? <laughs> I, I, I hope, I hope within nine months. I mean, this this is it's. Uh, I, I document and I put heavy references in everything I do. So, you know, a half a page can take me a day.
1: <laughs> Lovely. Would we find you at peakenergy.com?
2: Yes, ma'am. That's right.
1: Will you come back and tell us about your new book when it
2: releases
1: after you give birth?
2: <laughs> Be happy to, St. Louis.
1: So I want to thank you for being my guest. Oh, thank you for all listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Tune in every week for First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Have a wonderful, healthy, vitamin C-enriched life, full of health, happiness, wealth, and shalom. Shalom uvracha. Bye-bye, everyone. And please don't forget to subscribe and like First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Thank you so very much.